what's going on? Greetings and good day and welcome to the 57th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice and we are here talking, of course, about your Toronto Blue Jays. Your uh, middling Toronto Blue Jays. Here early in the season where there's no such thing as middling. Everyone's middling. There hasn't been enough time to stray from the middle. Uh, joining me... As always, talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. Old reliable. Mr. Andrew Stone, Stone, how are you? I'm all right. I, I, I want to say I appreciate you humoring me uh-huh. by doing that little shtick intro that we do every sure. time. I don't know why. I'm a sucker for routine, you know? Yeah, I'm a slave. we need something. We need a hook. We need, you know, yeah, it's we all about to... having that, offering that sort of callback. The yeah. You know, our former colleagues, the the starters, the basketball Jones, those guys are, they got all kinds of gimmicks yeah. coming out of their ears. And look at them, shining. Uh, I Killing think it's it. probably because they're very talented. That's probably something hard to do with working. it, yeah. Uh, and they've always had a bunch of people behind them, which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, here we are. We have the people <laughs> behind us. That's all that matters to me. Uh, yeah, the Blue Jays. They're middling. Yeah, middling. They won three in a row, and then they lost one. Which they should have won. They probably should have won every game. I think this is how I feel about this year so far. They literally probably should have won every game. I think that you could fairly say they could have won. There's every like game. there's none of those. They've yet to have one of those games that where you know the the Mark Burley thing people would always bring up where you know there's ten you're gonna win for sure. There's still there's ten you're gonna lose for sure, and then the the ones in the middle are the ones that matter. Uh, I don't think they've had one of those where they were just going to lose that day. It's it, always been close. It's always you know. Even the losses have just mm-hmm. sort of slipped away from them. Well, and so that's why I say fire the manager. He's not, I, he's not bringing them that luck. You, you got to fire the boys up. You yeah. know, we I thought we mentioned this on Facebook the other day <laughs> about what, what's going on with the team. I'm like, you got to fire up the boys. Um, I think right, what's going on right now is a testament to the to the value of starting pitching, which the Blue Jays have gotten more than they could have expected. I think the starting yeah. pitching has been very good, wasting it a little bit, but. <laughs> And then I also think about like the teams that are really bad, like the Braves or the Brewers or whomever else. If you look at like starters ERA, the teams that are terrible are the teams that are tanking, basically. Which is like, if you want to make your team bad on purpose, just gut the starting pitching and you're good to go. Right. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you're, if you have a bad starting pitching, sometimes your offense will win you games. I believe for a long time, over several years, the Blue Jays have been in that sort of boat, like well, looking yeah. at the starters' ERA and, and managed to be okay. But yes, I think generally, based on the the strength of the starting pitching early in the season, they've been in every game, yes. which is uh, which is a credit to that starting staff. Uh, the offense is not this bad. No, they're gonna they're gonna destroy Chris Tillman. They're sure. uh, they are very much going to destroy Chris Tillman here on uh, yeah we're Thursday night. The game is the game is happening as we're speaking. It's so. early in the game. Uh, Chris Tillman just left a changeup uh, at the letters <laughs> to Edwin Encarnacion, which uh, Encarnacion took. But I don't think it augurs well for I can, his progress. I, I wish I w- I didn't realize that he'd be starting this game. I wish I'd done it. But last week. I, on the mic, I caught, because we just started a segment, and you said we were watching an, an Orioles game. I think, I forget who they were playing last week. But you definitely said that was captured on audio. Chris Tillman is trash. <laughs> and I was very close to just, like, sticking that right at the end of the podcast. Just like It's going to be a drop. We talked about the start. He's going to have drops. Just drop the audio in there. Yeah. The little zoo crew, rain, morning radio <laughs> yeah. kind of show. I, I'm not in post. you want me to drop more shit in post, though? I'm, you're lucky. You're this lucky is a I well, get this out before tomorrow morning. It's yeah. early. You got. You have not a lot in the way okay. of excuses okay. this evening. Uh, but yeah, so your Blue Jays. 
they are, uh, you know, they're fine. Yeah. It's a whole thing. But, uh, so we're going to talk about those Blue Jays. We'll talk, of course, about negative things. Gotta do that. I think we'll talk about the negative things first. Because many of them are very related. Um, which is also dumb. So we'll kind of, we'll do what we do, which is we'll kind of go stomp it on straw men for a little while. Maybe help, helping to course correct yeah. the ship as it occasionally um, runs aground I think from that's, reality. I think that's the thing to do, yeah. I believe that was a second chest-high yeah, change-up. I think that, that was, so yeah. just threw Edgar How? Matthew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you stare at the ground, buddy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the one leaving those hangers up there. Uh, and then we'll talk about positive things as well. We I went through uh, on Facebook. If you, uh, before, Of course, I'll get into the spiel. Uh, we're trying to get people to get into the Facebook thing and because uh, people love the Facebook and they love to uh, to chat and to engage and to comment so uh, facebook.com slash birds all day uh, is where you can find us in on that social uh, sphere medium uh, and of course you can find us on iTunes where you can rate and, and review as well as subscribe to get uh, the birds all day podcast right away straight into your device or your phone or your pocket uh, speaking of Pocket? I don't know, that's not a thing. Podbean is a thing. Podbean, Stitcher, no, all po- those things. Pocket's a thing. Pocket's, Pocket's one of those for, 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 for like a stuff, yeah. Uh, so you can find us basically everywhere. And I guess somebody said something recently. There's a new Android podcast yeah. thing. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I, we'll, someone was asking about the Google Play store. Google Play, there you go. Yeah. We'll get in there. And, uh, uh-huh. of course, we are a Patreon-powered uh, podcast, and for which we're very thankful to everyone who has pledged their support over the past uh, year in a little bit. Past more than 57. That's yeah, more than a year's worth of podcast. That sure is. We so kept we wanna... doing it too, though. We did it every week, except, I think, Christmas, basically. Basically. And, uh, maybe, and there was, maybe there was one. Maybe there was one in there. So we didn't miss any. We didn't. We only, the only one we may have missed would have been, the was the holiday. I think we I even think did so. one like the All-Star week break. Week as well. Good for us. Anyway, thank you, and you keep us honest, and, and, and it really means a lot that everyone, all the people who stepped up, and said nice things and and yeah. and and, uh, and helped us uh, along the way. So you can, if you want to support us and you want to help out, you can do that at patreon.com. And I, I assure you, there would not have been fifty-seven of these things had it not been for for those heroes who are stepping up and supporting us. I would not disagree. <laughs> there would be with that considerably fewer of them. This is uh, it's our incentive to to keep on <laughs> doing this every damn week. But we're doing it, and we're happy to do it. So we're going to talk about. Uh, your Blue Jays. We'll talk about a couple things that are, you know, the, the topics of conversation, which have kind of died down, except for, of course, the way that Wednesday night's game ended. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. So as we promised before, we'll kind of get the the topic du jour yesterday. That's uh, the uh, topic of the day. Topic of the day yeah. uh, earlier this week was the Dicky thing. There, there are many, many reasons that R.A. Dicky is the topic of the day. <laughs> I thought you said I thought you were going to say to dislike him. No, <laughs> we're going to say you know he has he devotes his time to charitable causes and doesn't like baseball. Fuck that guy. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? 
The dicky <laughs> thing is that Dicky has it has uh, as he has traditionally had a bit of a slow start to the year. Uh, his slow start is, of course, contrasted by the literal demolition of the world by the man he was traded for, Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> We're going right into that, yeah. Well, these things are all related. Yeah. And the other part of it is the fact that he has a personal catcher who sucks. Josh Tolley. Uh Josh Tolley not single-handedly cost the Blue Jays uh, the game last night. He did not alone strand, uh, uh, you know, countless runners. Yeah. But he was the guy who kind of whiffed on a be a genie breaking ball in the dirt that cost them the game. Yeah. Undue attention is paid to Tolly. Yeah. Undue attention is paid to Dickie. Yeah. Because... Uh, because of Syndergaard? Because of Syndergaard. Because Syndergaard throws 100 miles an because hour. Because literally, literally Fangraphs today, Jeff Sullivan writing about... Uh, it seems a little early, and Clayton Kershaw is great, but is Syndergaard the best pitcher in baseball? Basically, was his uh, his thing today. No, the best pitcher in baseball pitches against the Blue Jays on Monday at the Rogers Center. His name is Chris, Chris Sale. Sale. Is really fucking good. Uh, but the but point Cinder- is... but Syndergaard, I think I don't know if it was Sullivan, but somebody referred to him as just being a starter who pitches like a lights out closer for mm-hmm. like. <laughs> he basically he, he throws harder than Andrew Miller. <laughs> And has a similar, like, profile, but throws six and or seven. Yeah. Uh, no way that's ever going to catch up to him, by the way. But I, honestly, to to some of the more casual fans who aren't really, you know, mm-hmm. who aren't on Twitter, who aren't watching it explode every time Thor takes the mound, I, you know, I'm Doesn't sure... help either, by it, the way. No. Doesn't, does, <laughs> no Dickie doesn't. is like a sci-fi nerd. Syndergaard is a sci-fi character. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's a really bad... <laughs> But I, you're, it's true. But I don't know if the casual... I think people are still just disappointed because he's supposed to be a Cy Young winner and he is not. He's. It's like, that was kind of the rationale for that trade. It's like, the Blue Jays don't get the opportunity to add a Cy Young winner every day, every year. Here they have an opportunity. It's just prospects not to revisit this fucking shit again. But it's I think, worth revisiting in some ways. Yeah, and I, and I think that was... But I think that was the rationale. And it was a rationale that made sense. Mm-hmm. And then he came in, and he's been post two thousand twelve R. A. Dickey, which is just a mm-hmm. you know a mid to back end rotation guy, and I think mid is being generous, and uh, and that's I think I think that's the root of so much of the disappointment. Uh, he's been a... and the Syndergaard thing is just going to add another. The Syndergaard thing it. makes it worse. It makes it much much worse. If you're paying attention, it makes it much worse. It but does, it, I think Syndergaard, Syndergaard's so good that nobody even gives a shit to Travis Darnold in that trade too, and he's and he, really he's, good. He's fine. He's good. If it's just Darnold, you're fine. You yeah. have, you have, you, it's not as difficult to talk yourself into the fact that they traded a guy who was a who was he in Triple A when they traded him? Double A. Darnold was up was higher in yeah. the minor leagues when they yeah. traded him. You look at you, you. It's tough to look at Dickie and be like, "Yeah, whatever." He's been worth six or eight wins or whatever it's been, eleven wins, however many wins it's been over the uh, the four years that he's been a Jays. He he. By the end of this year, he will be second in innings pitch this century among for Blue Jays. Second, which so is he, crazy. He's going to pass Ricky Romero. Wow! In all that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we've had like shit a life for for a, a lifetime time. behind Roy Halladay. Yeah, but the point stands. The other point, and I think it's one that we cannot make enough when this conversation comes up is the supernatural 100 mile an hour 
95 mile an hour slider guy is not the guy they traded. That's true. They traded a pitcher in A ball. Yeah. In A ball, who was good and obviously had lots of lots of potential. But I I was I tweeted about this today and Mike Petrillo, the the Statcast guy. Or no, sorry, Mike Gazisa, it was from CBS. He he replied, he was like you know, the Mets have a, and I said the Mets have a good track record of developing starters. You think? Ja- yeah. Jacob DeGrom is a ninth round pick <laughs> yeah. that they turned into a Cy Young candidate. He figured maybe 1% chance that Syndergaard turns into this as a Blue Jay compared to being as a Met. To say, which which I don't even think necessarily include the fact that if he's a Blue Jay under Alex Anthopoulos, there's a good chance he got rushed a little bit. Oh yeah, he would already be—he'd already be expensive as fuck if he did turn into this. It would already be like, uh oh, what are you going to do with him? Because he'd have been—you know—how long has Sanchez been up? And Sanchez is kind of yeah behind in development compared to Sanchez's development was very slow compared to Syndergaard. Yeah, but the thing but is, the Mets held him back you, because you, they had a bunch of pitching. The other night, like the Blue Jays, it's not how they fucking rolled. It's it's a it's a, defensible is maybe a bit like if I say it's a defensible trade. It's an understandable trade. Look at look at a zillion different pitching prospects that didn't get traded. What could the Orioles have gotten for Dylan Bundy when right. he was in A ball? When he was like the best pitcher in baseball, he was he went from A ball to the big leagues in the same year. He struck out like seventy guys in forty mi- innings at, at A ball. They could have gotten anything for him. Yeah, and now he's a middle reliever who's out of options because he blew out his arm. And it, and it just wouldn't get right. And he doesn't throw as hard in anymore. And he's not, he hasn't struck anybody out all year long. Even though he's pitched like 10 times or something crazy like that. It's just the way it goes. There's a whole element of chance. Syndergaard, to his credit and to the Mets' credit, turned, you know, improved and developed to the point where he is, yes, in that conversation for the best pitcher in baseball. He wasn't pitching those 800 innings that, the, that they've got from Dickey. The Jays weren't going to be able to give that money. Maybe they, maybe they could have. That's the other thing. Yeah. The money that they've given Dickey, could they have given it to uh, Jason Vargas, who's broken and hasn't pitched in yeah. two years? Or Jeremy Guthrie, who's basically out of a job? Or another low-end innings eater? It's hard. It's easier, yeah. to, easier to say you're going to find those guys than it is to find them. And to find one who just won the Cy Young, all you have to give up is, is these prospects. An A-ball pitcher. Yeah. And the the other angle, and I wrote about this in tonight's, uh, in, in Thursday's game thread here, uh, is that is that this all seems to come back on Dickey instead of, you know, the guy who made this trade who is now a saint because he was forced out by the dirty American. So we so we can't we can't it is it's un- not his fault that this trade was terrible because he's amazing because we love him because of last year even though who knows what Jeff Hoffman's going to be who knows all that shit I know you you will trade all the prospects all the time but uh, trade them all which, everyone which I I couldn't I entirely understand that but don't always agree but uh but yeah I, that's just that just bugs me well, too it's like why is this why is this on Dickey? And it always was. It was when Anthopolis was here, too. But it's just funny to me to see Anthopolis get a pass on literally what is, you know, like I say, not entirely the core of what's about, you know, what the anger about Dickey mm-hmm. is. But that's all part of it, too, is because the Dickey came and was supposed to be what he was supposed to be one thing and was something else. Something else that was considerably less valuable than you, what we hoped. I can shout into this microphone in this apartment every week for ye- for five years. It doesn't matter. That trade is going to go down as one of the worst trades of all time. Oh, yeah. 
Doesn't matter how understandable. It doesn't matter that Dickie was not a bust. He's, it's not a Mike Sorotka. It's not even the worst tra- trade the Blue Jays have made. But yeah. as it, <laughs> as gonna... Syndergaard looks now, it's it, nothing else is going to matter. No, I don't care. It doesn't matter to most people how many innings he pitches. Now, was it was it Smoltz that the Tigers traded? What was there? One of those guys, Smoltz. They traded for Doyle Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah former Blue Jay Doyle Alexander. Yeah, it's Blue... it's like one of those. Yeah, because yeah. apparently I'm already putting Syndergaard in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. <laughs> frankly, so still still has a lower run, <laughs> runs against war mm. than Aaron Sanchez. Well, and that, see, there's the other side of that. Maybe Aaron Sanchez can absolve R.A. Dickey of... Did that go right through his glove? Maybe Aaron Sanchez can absolve R.A. Dickey of some of this guilt if he pitches well. If he becomes great, there's a chance that maybe we don't remember this trade the same way. If you look at... If you want to be that guy that I was being earlier in the week, I'm not... It's apples and oranges if you're talking about Dickey and... Or Sanchez and Syndergaard. Syndergaard's allowed two runs this year and Dickey's... Or... uh, Sanchez, Sanchez is allowed, allowed three. three runs. Syndergaard's allowed two. Yeah. Right? Obviously, the strikeouts and walks aren't the same. Who, base runners, base runners, <laughs> almost identical. Who do you believe in more going forward? Oh, uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely not the fucking mutant throwing 100 miles an hour. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of a thing. But Sanchez right now is, I think, saving Dickey a little bit. Uh, he could. Because of that. He could he, save. He could, he could save. He could save. For me, he saves Drew Storen. Uh, even though... Nope. He, even though the even though you know Ben Revere, I'm sur- I'm not pining for Ben Revere. I don't care, but it did go right through his glove. Right man. through his glove. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though I'm not pining for Ben Revere, but I've I've definitely been asked. I do radio hits in the you know in the week. They usually they usually wake me up at an ungodly hour, like 3 p.m. <laughs> the and, nerve. <laughs> and um, and it's like, well, what about that Storin trade? It's not looking so good. We don't have a leadoff hitter, and we got Storin in the bullpen. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the only reason Sanchez is uh, is in the rotation. So that's kind of that, that, that has the opportunity to save that trade, I think, a bit. Uh, and Sanchez is just so fucking huge for this this whole thing going forward as well because if they don't you know they're gonna lose dickie in the offseason what are they gonna have for starters lose huh lose, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting choice that's of words. good point good point but no they're they're the they're going to have to add somebody to the rotation next year and if sanchez didn't work out they would have had to add two people to the rotation next year uh one of them could be drew hutchison but he might be trash uh, and uh, and so the fact that Sanchez, if Sanchez becomes a viable, like real, like good starter for them, uh, that's just such an enormous thing. On it, like on its own, on its face, obviously, but also in terms of now you don't have money that you have to spend on another starter. Mm-hmm. You have you know the money that you would have earmarked for another starter, you can put it somewhere else. Probably still not Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion, mm-hmm. but. You'll have you'll have a little more ability to replace what you're going to lose in those guys, uh, which it's going to be a drop in the bucket because they're really fucking good. But that it'll is true. Help. It'll it'll help. It'll help keep the team at least a bit viable if that's the route that they go, which is would be kind of stupid if they didn't go that route. I want to go go back real quick to the Tolly thing though. I think... Sure, love him, love him. that that lunch pail guy that. Uh, what a hero. What a hero taking the blame for last night's loss. I think it's important to remember <laughs> when we talk about backup catchers 
kind of apply a bit of a fantasy baseball thinking, which is to say, think about or consider tiers. Right. When you come to catchers, there are very distinct tiers. There is the Buster Posey tier, which is which includes Buster Posey yeah. and no nobody else. Not yeah. Not and then there is the next tier, which is the Russell Martin might be in that tier. He could be in the tier at some point if he ever comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, twenty fifteen Russell Martin was in yeah, that tier. Twenty sixteen Russell Martin, not so but sure. But then yet. you get when you get to the backup catcher tier, it's all one enormous tier of garbage. It is a it is like really? an entire just a city built on it's like one of those mountains that you see, the big hills that used to be a dump and they've grown grass over the top and you're like, Oh look at that a nice little hill in the middle of nowhere. Nope, that is just Pure straight garbage. You've, that is the backup catcher tier. So you've been, you've been going to the batting cages at Centennial Park, or uh... I mean, I live. I that is my life out that way. <laughs> love uh, the love the batting cages. I believe there is a mountain of trash there. Oh, absolutely. They, yeah. People ski on it. Yeah. They literally, it's a ski hill in the winter. Uh, those are dusty, dirty ass batting cages. <laughs> BT dub. Well, yeah, find me a better one in the city. There's Cannot, not a lot. There's not any. Go to Wild Water and Wheels out in Peterborough, maybe, if I'm up that way. Go to the new Ontario Blue Jays uh, facility. Oh, go to... Uh, which is ballin'. They don't let me into facilities. <laughs> <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they start with correctional. <laughs> uh, backup catchers are bad. They're bad as a species. They're bad uh, in... They are inherently bad. I've... Sometimes you get a good one. You get Greg Zahn, the practically perfect backup catcher. That was his name on the internet for a long-ass time. Practically perfect backup catcher because he was. Yeah, well, he doesn't have to open his mouth when he's a player on the field there, so it's good. Deion Navarro was uh, a bit of a luxury. Oh, no, he wasn't a bit of a luxury. He was a legitimate luxury. He was garbage, though, to be honest. Uh, last year, Navarro's 2014 has overshadowed his 2015. Yeah, 84 weighted runs created plus last year. Which is not and that ha- bad. Let, before you get any it's further. It's not that. For, for a, a catcher, catcher, it's not that's that bad. Fine. Yes, you're right. You're right. Because I think totally over like the last, since 2012, I think it's about a 57. So to- I would say totally is kind of at the bottom end of, of, of backup catchers. But the difference between him and like Caleb Joseph, who got to start last night for the, yeah. for the Orioles. He's trash too. Are people pining pining for Ryan Hannigan? League, they league pan, you know. Last year, this year, the league average uh, weighted runs created plus for catchers was eighty five. Okay, so he was slightly below average. No, he uh, was average. He was he an was average, average backup catcher, but also garbage. Left, at, garbage at framing. That, that not not, not known as skills. a great framer. Had a great, nice relationship with with Estrada. With, uh, with Mark Estrada. You know that's that's cool too. Manny Machado is really fucking yep. good. Yep. Fuck him. Yes. So, Navarro was a luxury. Navarro is the exception to the rule. He's the but he's and he is still a backup catcher. Yeah. He's not the starter in Chicago, and he makes a lot more money than Tolly does. So if you'd that's, rather, that's money that if you're paying Deion Navarro that you're not paying. I would say someone like Drew Storen, but that's that's maybe not a, an example that's going to win that argument. But that's money that you're not using elsewhere. He plays... Oh, God. Kevin Pillar. Are you kidding me? He plays infrequently enough that it is not... There, go, there goes the fucking defensive metrics right there. No, that's Kiermaier. Not going not gonna to make five war this year, Kevin. Kiermaier catches that one. <laughs> what I'm going to say is that an investment in the backup catcher is not money well spent. 
Especially when you are already paying your starting catcher like $18 million a year. Yeah. You don't expect your starting catcher to go 0 for April. And yet here we are. Well. But the point is, nobody, no team is going to spend that much money. There's only so many, you know, the Cubs can, can have a bit of a mascot, pet, backup catcher. Because they have too many good players making the minimum. They can't even find room for them in the lineup. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Not the same here. Not the same here. I mean, it is the same here, well, frankly. Well. Other than all of the things that are different. not in that good <laughs> thing. Yeah. The point is, backup catchers are bad. And Tolly catches... It, there's, a, there's so much Ari Dickey stink comes off, which is totally unfair. And I, I read... I read through the BP piece. I didn't notice that it had been edited after the one. That, oh, that yeah, yeah. Then they were tried to add more context to their, <laughs> yeah, that's the, what that, that was. wee little uh, hit piece. But it was yeah, whatever. It's fine. I don't. If they if that's how they feel, that's cool. I mean, I I don't think about it in those terms. I, don't wanna, I, don't I understand why people could be disappointed in his performance. Yes, because it's not. It did not has not come as advertised. I, did, I yeah. I just don't want to talk about that piece. Good. Because <laughs> it's like... You Let's know, not you talk know about you, it You know then. when you know bands? You know when you know bands and your friends are in bands and you're just like... Yeah, those guys, yeah, they're really tight. You like that they're band? Really you know, tight, yeah. You heard this band before? Yeah, those are cool guys. Yeah, that record. Yeah. yeah, man, those guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love hanging out with those guys. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that one. Uh, one more negative thing we'll talk We'll move on from this. Josh, it, it's just that basically in the end, Dickie, Tolly or a package deal that one underperforms and the other performs as advertised, but in a way that is less than delightful. Well, because it's, yeah, it's not advertised. Nobody thought Dick totally was going to be anything other than, he, than what he yeah. is. But. It's not advertised in, in good circles. I, I wrote something about R.D. like oh, basically a year ago, or just over a year ago, that was very much along the same lines, that like, it's just Dickie is what he is, and then then he'll then he goes and he pitches fine, and his his last night's start was the same as his entire Blue Jays tenure, which yeah. is you and I tweeted this as probably his last start. You don't know what you're going to get month to month, year to year, start to start, pitch to pitch, and it starts off and it's underwhelming, and then the next thing you know, it's kind of fine in the end. Yeah, but all that anger and all that disappointment was all expended at the beginning when he's. Giving up three runs in the first inning or whatever it is. That's what we remember. And uh Honestly, I've been like encouraged by him, to be honest, so far. Like that despite you know, he's gonna have those spells. He's gonna have those the, those things where he you know, an inning where he blows up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kept it kept it together, was terrific afterwards. Legitimately yeah, I remember that one of the games where which whatever the one was where he had the nine strikeouts but also lost. Uh, and it was like, oh, the knuckleball was dancing too much. Mm. And I remember, you know, you think, that's kind of, that seems ridiculous. And then seeing, you know, a replay and seeing the movement, at, like, I think on a totally pass ball, where it's just like the ball, just, like it just like moved a foot at the la- literally at the last second. Like, it really <laughs> was, like, it really was, like, moving what you, insanely. What, yeah. Like, as much as you want to think, that's just a fucking terrible excuse, and I don't. I don't care for that. I don't, you know, don't piss in my mouth and tell me it's raining. <laughs> in I your think... mouth and tell me it's raining. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was leg. Wasn't that how Back, leg. I prefer... Mouth works. I prefer, the, I prefer the more visceral image. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, he's... He's been okay. He's been okay. And I, I think uh, it's not like the knuckleball is dead. It's not like it's flat. It's not like he's trying to sneak in last year. Remember last year he was like trying to sneak in oh, fastballs yeah, by guys and like getting, they're getting hammered because of course they are. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's been okay. And I, over time I feel he will be the R.A. Dickey we've come to expect, which is not the one we expected at first, but uh, whatever. Speaking of things we've come to expect. Syndergaard's okay, I guess. I've come to expect Drew Storen to be just such garbage when he comes into the game. I am. It, it happened a little faster than I thought, but I kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. The problem with Drew Storen is that he's quite bad, uh, and it's still very early. And you just groping around for positivity. I really have. Been, we're like, yeah. oh, look at start to start velocity, maybe some encouragement. His velocity is down almost two miles an hour on his fastball. Oh yeah, no. His changeup. I think. If you look at the chart, though. Look at that. Nope, I don't put look that at air, Put that line on it. It's look, going in the right direction. Go to the other one. Go to the Brooks baseball one that shows oh. the difference between last year and this year. <laughs> and rather, it is significant. I'd rather so, he's, velocity is down. He's not throwing the ball in the... He's missing the zone more. Swinging strikes are down. The, the chase rate is about the same. Like People are going swinging out of the, out of the zone pitches at about the same rate. Uh, that None of that augurs well. And his batting average on, ball, on balls of play is really high because he's getting fucking hammered he's getting hit so hard uh i looked at it today only four pitchers have a higher um exit velocity allowed this year which you know again that's a really limited I sample bet, i bet those four guys are really good too uh one of them is zach Britton, actually okay but zach Britton is a little harder to hit because everything is diving and he throws 96 <laughs> while drew storin is right now throwing 92 having thrown 94 and 95 in the past that's not an insignificant difference. It's not something that is easy to ignore from a guy who struggled a little bit. Down, struggled last year with that. Has he ever velocity. struggled? True story? He used to be really good. And, and we, I don't know if we spoke, we probably spoke about this last week. And then we had somebody on Twitter was like, oh, look at this. And he showed a big sweeping slider that I think Xander Bogart's miserably swung over. And it's like, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's great. He's got some of that in him, yeah. But almost, but right now, it is very troublesome, very worrisome. All the signs are pointing to bad things for Drew Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I think it could, it could turn around. It's early, but yeah, no, you don't it like. It could turn around. You don't like, yeah. I, I don't no, want to be right. You don't like you don't like the way things are trending. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a dick about it. And I don't, like I say, velocity is trending game to game this year, a little bit upward. That's still a long. That's a big hill to climb. I'm searching for positivity. I try to be positive, unless I'm dealing with like fucking idiots. But but honestly, because it's like I forget what I did this week. It might have been about Storm. It might have been about Polar. But I I tweeted something negative that like immediately. Like all the negative idiots that I have to deal with on Twitter, instead of like I, there, there are camps that people are in. There's some people that I deal with on Twitter that are positive and wonderful, and you, then negative. Also, also negative people who are similarly okay. Uh, I, I am among them sometimes, but it just it 
it crushes my soul to like tweet something negative and then just have someone who I'm like, oh, that idiot comes back and like, finally, something I agree with. Yeah, fuck this. And then like, there's this <laughs> wave of, of people saying, this is like, yeah, you're fucking on to something here. It just makes me feel like I've done something wrong when all the people whose opinions I don't respect uh, start agreeing <laughs> with me. So I try to be positive on Drew's story, but yeah, he might be trash. There's a the chance that he is, could uh, be trash. So, which leads to, what's, what the hell's up with Brett Cecil? He's going to be all right? Somebody, when, in, in this discussion earlier today, somebody said, well, you could say many of the same things about Brett Cecil. Right. Although and Brett, you could have last year, I think, as well, at some point. Brett Cecil's velocity is not down nearly as much it's, and, uh, as Soren. It's kind of a thing. His yeah. cutter is, 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 some of them, you know, his cutter and his uh, curveball, uh, other, some of the other pitchers are pretty much the same. Uh, it might be a four-seam or two-seamer is down a little bit, but it's not nearly as, like, blaring siren of terror. You know, it's just... <laughs> Which was kind of there before. Still love the trade. Still love the trade, because Sanchez is in the rotation. Yeah, if that's what it took, that's fine. And... I mean, they wouldn't have done that if they had kept Liam Hendricks instead of bringing on Jesse Chavez, though Liam Hendricks turns out trash as well. Potentially. Uh, not having a great start so far, apparently. You hope that that the the benefit of having a when they when the Jays named Osuna the, the closer, we uh, you know we were like, oh, that sucks. I'd rather see, I'd rather see this, or <laughs> yeah. we'd, we'd like to see the museum in a bit. Just of a get like way. let store and have a ninth clean ninth inning. But it's also yeah. the it's also the the value of just like you just watch, right? You just watch, and I feel like okay, they watch him and they're like. He's not the same guy. There's just there's no other way to get around it. And watch watching Drew Storen pitch is agony. I hate it. Oh yeah. Re- I mean, I don't think it was ever a, an enjoyable experience. No, but, but it's somehow. I don't think Drew Storen is an even less enjoyable experience. I don't think it's a secret, as well, to Drew Storen that he's become what he's become. You know, the whole thing with that pitch to to David Ortiz when he shook and he shook and he shook. To get yeah. that inside fastball, which yeah. is like, in some ways, I'm like, okay, that's great. It's a gutsy pitch. But he got hit so hard that day, and he got hit so hard last night, even though we got out of that inning. And the final strike to David Ortiz is like, Martin is like setting up low and inside, and mm-hmm. it's a foot away on the other side of the Although, plate, you, know? you know, you could say that, they, they would probably say that that was, that the target wasn't the target. Right. That happens, right? They'll, especially when, they, when they're true, trying to yeah. deceive him. Especially for something like that, where they're going to come in, they're going to ambush him inside. So they'll be like, the target's my left, right knee pad, rather than the glove. You're giving him that? I'm giving him that. Okay. That's not uncommon. Okay. For, again, for a pitch like that, where he's trying to you know, surprise him, freeze him up, which he did. Uh, probably because I don't think it was a strike. Uh, but, but anyway. Uh, okay. No, okay. The point is, Drew Storin is a little worrisome. And... And, and Brett Cecil's a little worrisome, and everyone else in the bullpen is a little worrisome. Yeah, more that they're bad than worrisome, but yeah. we will see what will happen. Well, if, Joel, if Josh Tolley would catch the goddamn ball, Joe Biagini might not be in as much trouble, except it's ridiculous. He didn't, he didn't, you know, the bases got loaded. Not just, just not by magic. Well, the walk to Machado was so clearly, yeah, like, like I don't want to touch this guy. Yeah, like, do you want to get yourself out, Manny? Yeah. Uh, to which Manny 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 Machado, probably the one of the four or five best players in baseball, is like, nah, yeah, I'm good, good for that. He's really good. Took the walk, 
Um, but yeah, no, he, I mean, be, be a genie, be a genie is, is, is Machado as good as uh, Teen Wolf there in uh, Chicago? Who, Brian? <laughs> no, Brett Laurie. Oh my God. See that good? What a look on that guy. I love it. With the glasses and the mouth guard. <laughs> Bliss. Uh, so yeah, it's worrisome and hopefully that's something that they can, Im- they can improve, that there are probably guys out there guys in triple a guys who they can give a shot i mean this is once remember once they did Devin travis gets healthy there you go ryan goins you're sending ryan goins down now we're getting no we're getting a reliever for ryan goins that's we're, that's the trade we're gonna make oh we 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 not only are you proposing asinine trades you're putting <laughs> yourself in the we yeah i'll do the we sure why not trade ryan goins for a reliever what do you what, what do you got against that what do you got to lose there you're, you you're you're playing. You got well, Devin. You got no, we're not Darwin doing it. Barney. We're not doing it until Devin Travis is healthy. But Darwin Barney's your you now your Tulowitzki caddy. Is he that much below Ryan Goins as your Tulowitzki caddy? Ryan Goins is so bad. He's almost as bad as Kevin Pillar. <laughs> That's enough negativity, though. We've done enough negativity. Oh, but I like the negativity so much. Well, it's so much easy. The negativity is easy. My negativity is okay. It's when other people are negative that it's bullshit. So we're going to be positive, and we're going to look <laughs> at other people's positivity. Okay. We're going to take some of the some, some of the points that our, our dear friends made on Facebook. We'll talk about those and uh, chime in with our own examples uh, after the break on Birds All Day. So despite what that like hour-long opening segment may have <laughs> suggested, it it's not all bad in Blue Jays land. Again, they they had won uh, the Blue Jays have won three in a row, I believe six of nine before they uh, they lost in kind of dubious fashion to the Orioles on Wednesday night. There are things about which we can be positive. None more than, of course, the starting pitching. Right. Uh, Strowman is is kind of a new guy, right? He did the no strikeout Strowman. Yeah. None no strikeouts, but he's just trying to be efficient, man. And, and it's if working. He gets, if he gets into a spot where where he can strike a guy out, then he tries to strike a guy out. I think, but but yeah, he he likes that. And I think that was a thing that was organizationally kind of preached, right? Like three pitches per plate appearance. Like don't don't fuck around. Just let him beat it into the carpet. Makes sense, and uh, it's working out pretty well. 
Uh, you know, he's still going to give up his home runs just like Sanchez, right? They're guys who have different approaches, but uh, but the home runs will come. If the sinker doesn't two. sink. Yeah, or if it sinks to the to the belt instead yeah. of to the knees. Yeah. But uh, there's not really anything you could complain about. We, we did complain sort of about Dickey. Uh, although, someone, uh, a few people will be happy to point out that right now, R.A. Dickey's ERA is lower than David Price's. David Price makes the same. David Price will earn as much this year as R.A. Dickey earned for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. is crazy. It is kind basically. of is. Yeah. Um, ERA though. Come on, man. No, of course. That doesn't tell the whole story. But Dickie uh, prices looks like garbage right now. His velocity is down in his own right. Uh, he got he didn't even get out of the fourth inning today against Tampa Bay. It's weird because, I mean, he, he was on last year. At the end of last year, he was on the best team in baseball. And he was like their third best starter. So uh, you would think he'd be pretty decent, but... Uh, but yeah, the, the, there's nothing more. There's nothing else but positive things you can say about the rotation. Of course, Sanchez. Uh, we'll see how Sanchez's next start goes. But uh, you know, the, the walks maybe kind of creeping in a little bit here. Yeah, and there. I think he's still benefiting from the zero walks against uh, Tampa mm-hmm. in that first game. I think they've been up a little more. But I don't know. It's still, it still it hasn't felt like you know speaking before about uh, about the storm pitch that uh, that was not in the glove. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't feel like Sanchez quite as much as last year and as other years, uh, or as the year before. Uh, the ball—it's not like he doesn't know where where it's going. It's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, fine tuning more than uh, more than oh, <laughs> that one's two feet away from where I was supposed to throw it. Uh, Hap looks about as good as anyone could have ever hoped as well. Yeah, uh, strikeouts a little down, but I'm sure that'll come around in time. I. I uh... He looks. I'm happy. I'm wow. so happy with with the way Jay Happ looks. He, he. I don't know how many pitchers he struck at last year in the when he was in the NL, but yeah, entirely possible. Entirely, entirely possible. Uh, one thing that I do that I think bears monitoring was is uh, as it relates to Jay Happ's lack of strikeouts. Is if you look at well, if you look at Fangraphs pitch stuff, uh, I mean, I'll double check with uh, with Brooks Baseball as well. It looks like Happ has gone back to throwing. His two seamer a lot, huh? Uh, you know that was one of the big kind of changes that the, the searage thing, the searage thing, and even even in Seattle they even kind of unlocked it uh, in him a little was uh, was throwing his four seamer more, working up in the zone, which for my money was a great idea, worked out really well, but I mean that could explain why he's not hitting as many. They're not, not, uh, not striking out as many guys, right? But he is back to kind of being a big time ground ball dude, I guess. But that works. I mean, just something to watch. Something to watch. It's it, it's it's definitely even his four seamer usage is lower than it even was at the beginning of last year. Huh. The Jays, you know, seem to be. The, I mean, like like we were just saying with Stroman. I mean, that seems to be their their thing. They're like hit it into the ground. We got you know. That guy, that guy who uh, Tulowitzki replaced, is not here anymore. Yeah, don't we? Don't need to worry. We had some, we had some okay defense in the infield. Uh, uh, do that. Be efficient. You know, go go deep into games with as few pitches as you can. I, so yeah, it seems it seems like a, a, I could see them maybe asking him to apply some of their philosophy 
to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So we had guys like uh, Chris and Liam on Facebook who who definitely shouted out the the starting pitching. Um, another positive, I don't know if positive is the word I'd use to, to describe it. Uh, the weird, weird Justin Smoke season <laughs> that's going on. That's crazy. Yeah. Justin Smoke with his uh, 1,000 batting average on balls in play. I think he's drawn like nine walks and I don't know, 25 plate appearances, something stupid like that. Uh, I don't know why. (laughs) No, it's the weird, I mean, it's, it's gone on for so long that it's like to have that, like to have that after a couple games to have numbers like that would be one thing, but to have it this deep into the season, even though it's not deep into the season, their numbers are just so strange that it's like, yeah, holy shit, that's weird. It's funny. It's novel. Uh, I am still very much on the. I'm happy to replace either Smoker Caldwell given. Oh half, yeah, no. Half. Once Joe, once Justin Morneau's uh, wonky elbow gets gets ready. Well, I think the more we joke about this, the more I think it's what's going to happen. I, you know what? If if uh, if if people with different passports were running the organization, then that'd be one thing. But I don't know. I don't know about these news. New Never guys. play for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. What's Sean Casey doing these days? A G a Giambi. Oh, there you go. Giambi. Bring Giambi back from the dead. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? Someone's talking about how Gibby hasn't been tossed yet? That's probably due. Yeah, he's probably due to get tossed. Due to get tossed. Love, love Gibby, except when he is terrible. Uh, what do we think about, about Ryan Goins? Are you, are you, I think I'm not alone. Are you, you and I would not be alone in being excited for uh, Devin Travis to come <laughs> Yeah, back. we definitely would not be alone in being excited about that. Uh, Goins, I've tried not to look at Goins. I've tried not to harp on him. He's got great defense at second base. Obviously, everybody likes him. Um, but yeah, he had that well, one. He, he went sh- crazy with walks there when he changed his approach a little bit when he kept the hands in. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of almost like people were like, oh, okay, well, we can just get you out other ways. You want to take a stab at his uh, <laughs> way to run the creative plus? Is it, uh, is it Kevin Polarish? Oh, it's uh, not quite. <laughs> it doesn't quite meet the standard of nope. one Kevin Pilar. Interesting. It's even worse than the shortstop. Uh, it's 56. Yeah. So Josh Tolley over the last several years, basically. Essentially. Yeah. That's um, good that's health. Good. That's what you want. Good health all around. That's a, yeah. uh, Matt Sullivan made the point. The team's been healthy, yeah. relatively. You yeah. Know, other than Travis, but Travis has been a long gone. Yeah, long you'd thing. expect them to be uh, better than this. Dropping down dead, left, right, and center. No, you'd expect them to have a better record, being this healthy and getting this kind of starting pitching. Uh, that's why there's people are sort of like frustrated about it, because it has been... A little weird, but I think when you are what they've done so far, where, like I said right off the top, they, mm-hmm. they really honestly should have, I feel they should have won literally every game. I mean, I'm a complete fucking, I'm completely in the tank, but, <sighs> but no, I think they should have won like every game basically, mm-hmm. uh, or, or at least had a chance to do it. I think, uh, you know, that, that bodes well. It, it sounds like stuff we were saying last year when it's like, well, look at the Pythagorean, look at the, look at the run differential. And it didn't, but I think things will sort themselves out properly. I mean, God, you think about last year. You know, we think the bullpen's bad now. Like, what a disaster it was last year. I think the rotation is going great now. I mean, like, what? The, like, what were? But the rotation had the same year? exact run when when they won. You don't win eleven games in a row without good starting pitching. You don't win eleven games yeah. in a row twice without good starting pitching. Even though they were winning all those games by like ten or whatever, yeah. eight, ten runs. But I want you to pick something we haven't really talked about. It. Do you have any other? Positive you'd like to draw from? Anything yeah. that just kind of jumps out at you? Definitely not John Gibbons yet. 
John Gibbons not positive? No, I don't think so. You're just kind of, it's whatever? Yeah. He's John Gibbons? I love Gibbons, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I haven't agreed with a lot of his decisions so far, and the, the high-profile ones, I suppose. No. But whatever, it's fine. I just feel I should note that on account of people will be like, oh, give Gibbons a pass. I think I need to note that uh, Michael Saunders has been really, really yeah, good. that's true too. He's got, here on Thursday, he's got two hits, which is uh, which is nice. Uh, he's drawn a bunch of walks. He does not look particularly well running around the outfield. <laughs> he does not, no. He does not look like, <laughs> he looks like a guy who tore up his knee and played nine games last year a little bit on the running aspect. But he's hitting the ball hard the other way. Uh, he's just hitting the ball, he's hitting the ball pretty hard. He, I I don't obviously I don't think that he's you know 400 whatever I think there's a little bit of batted ball luck that's that's uh, aiding and abetting him right now sure but if he's this with a realistic batted ball profile happy for sure happy as I, anyone could ever be and I don't know how I you wouldn't be again maybe he's going to need a few maybe maybe it's a good idea to try to get him as much rest as he can or try to <laughs> why is that why, why would you ever think that about michael saunders well the problem i think is that ezekiel Carrera is so unbelievably bad <laughs> uh maybe he's not bad maybe ezekiel Carrera just seems worse to me in my mind but i am just i would love i'm still like a, i would love that they had a chris young kind of guy i've been it would be nice, how long yeah. have you been doing this and i'm always like I really wish they'd get Chris Young uh, because it's true. It went wild. And he's played for the stupid Yankees, now the stupid Red Sox. Why can't he be a Blue Jay? Yeah, no, it, it would be nice. Though I mean, that's the kind of thing we talk about, like the 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 Tolly thing too. Like it would be nice to have proper backup guys who uh, mm-hmm. who who are comfortable and good in the role and. Mm-hmm. And so you know, have a have at least one skill that is above average, you mm-hmm. know, and and can at least do something. And uh, especially if you're a team like the Blue Jays, who aren't, I mean, well, with the Tolly thing, they don't have like a prospect or anything coming. They don't have. They're not going to put Gary Sanchez back there like the Yankees might do as the backup. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, but they, I mean, they have Dalton Pompey for a, an outfielder, which is a you know a guy that they wouldn't you know the team would be better with him on it, but he would be better off mm-hmm. not sitting on the bench all the time which mm-hmm. is why a guy like chris young is valuable because he can be good being on the bench and then he doesn't just have to be ezekiel carrera zeke as i like to call it <laughs> uh where you just you try desperately not to use him too he's also uh signed a two-year contract that pays him six and a half million dollars per oh. year i In- suspect ezekiel carrera not getting that much. No, and the and the Yankees got him for he only he made much less than that Yan- last year for the Yankees because he was coming off a year in which he was putrid. Right. Um. But I don't know. It's again. It, it's another thing. It's another luxury. But I wish that the Jays had that luxury. But they don't. They do not. But God bless Michael Saunders. Play well. Uh, I'm into it. I like that he's playing well. And I hope that he continues to play well and continues to uh, we see if we can make bone on bone stick as a nickname. Sure. Somebody okay. picked it up. I used it once. Someone picked it up. See if we can roll with bone on bone. It's not bad. But uh, definitely a positive. And of okay. course, Sanchez has is, is got a huge positive, it's I think. Pretty big positive, yeah. Eh, through three starts. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Marco Estrada being really uh, still not the regression monster, still not having nabbed him yet is pretty nice. Not, uh, not, 
Not showing any signs of... Uh... Not showing any signs of uh, slowing down. <laughs> you know, missing the, time. That sigh injury. was because Tulowitzki just was frozen by a, a fastball. If you throw to- Troy Tulowitzki a fastball, he will do his best to not swing at it. Uh, doesn't, doesn't like him, it turns out. I thought we could... I thought we could just slip on through. <laughs> I thought I was a thought, and I hoped maybe we could, uh, you know, just go a whole show without talking about it. But uh, <laughs> the Tulowitzki Martin duo here, back to back in the lineup, is uh, well. You know, it's, when been, you have, it's a bit of a thing. It's you're a catcher thing and your shortstop. You know, you're eight and your nine hitters. You don't you don't expect that much. I guess that's true from them uh, <laughs> because when you're paying them, you know. $40 million. That's true. To yeah. hit in the middle of your lineup. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Their defense. But they know, it's not like they're on the wrong side of 30. <laughs> for the position. Well. Or anything. You can't have too many DHs. That's what uh, that's what the Blue Jays are trying to prove. They're all shortstops. Well, Russell Martin's second baseman, part time. That's true. Moonlight's is a second baseman. Oh, they're one. Maybe that's what they're going to do at the end of his contract. Move him second base. Why not? Honestly, run around out there like goddamn Dan Ugla. <laughs> um, he would. He would love that. He would love that. I, I'm okay with it. I'm sure that it would make him the happiest man <laughs> around. They play good defense, though. It's true. They play terrific defense. They are terrific defenders, uh, which is their calling card. Because I really need for it to be. Well, it now has to be, I think, yeah. Certain. Certain. Certainly is. Anyway, that's it. We're done. That's all we got. I think so. Uh, who they put there? Playing the A's this weekend? Sure are. And then the White Sox. It's like a little Brett Laurie tournament. Jays. <laughs> Jays, A's, White Sox. Seriously, uh, Chris Dale's pitching on Monday, which will be bonkers to watch. Because Blue Jays, of course. Torch lefties, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sale, totally, totally normal. Totally a normal left-handed yeah. pitcher. Yeah, I definitely don't go to that one. Though. I, I, would, I would love to go, but I cannot, I don't think. I'm, I'm a busy week. That's tough. Yeah. Sucks. Another thing we were looking at, maybe, if, if, if Chris Sale's not your speed, about a week and a half later, there's a good chance that Clayton Kershaw's going to pitch in Toronto. So... You can see like the. You can uh, see the second best pitcher in baseball. You can. Oh my god! <laughs> Kershaw pitched eight innings Fuck. today and struck out ten. Again, like just like it's nothing. Give up one run. Almost as good as Noah Syndergaard. I think that Chris. I think that Clayton Kershaw is like a Hall of Famer, having a like low key Pedro Martinez run for the last like four years. Hey, win in the playoffs, bro. Why don't well, you win in the playoffs? You got to get through the Cardinals at some point. Well, uh, speaking of trash, the only thing I'm worried about is that. You won't be able to go to get walk-up tickets to watch Clayton Kershaw because I think it's on Michael's, uh, on Russell Martin jer- replica jersey day. Oh shit! So be it'll be what a, a fucking line of nanas waiting in li- waiting to get a free polyester button-up. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, can't blame him for that. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the White Sox. We'll talk to you probably next week. Why wouldn't we? I might be in Montreal next week. Uh, how about that? FYI. Speaking of Montreal, uh, I was going to rent a bike to ride to ride here today. Did not take a lot to psych myself out of that one. 
It was well, Jesus. Even... Don't do it. Don't do it in Montreal where there's actual hills. Or and lunatics. Also, lunatics. <laughs> both of those yeah. things. But Montreal is like I was just I'm reading a book about transit in Montreal. I was like, ah, that's pretty good. And uh, I haven't gotten to the the chapter which is entitled "The Toronto Tragedy" <laughs> yet, but I'm excited to weep. But I was like, yeah, I'm gonna ride a bike, and then I was like, nah, the road looks wet, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. Want that. But anyway, talk to you next week on Birds All Day. <laughs>